Hello? You've got a mute in you. Yeah, he's got a mute. H2. I can't hear you, mate, if you're talking. Hello and welcome to the Foxes Never Quit podcast. This is a fan-run podcast about Leicester City Football Club. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcaster, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer and GeoSarvan. Not sure what GeoSarvan is, but we are on it. And of course, you can find all of our things at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc and reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc women. Hello and welcome to Foxes Never Quit Talking. I'm here again with my regular Madlock. Hello there. And we've got three games to review this week, uh, two in the Premier League against Leeds and Wolves and a WSL match against Manchester United. And then a couple of previews playing Liverpool in the Continental Tires Cup, which is the Women's League Cup, Women's Super League match against Reading, and then a Premier League match against Manchester City on Sunday. So shall we start the matches that we played in the Premier League? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is this. It was all classic uh, Rogers ball again, wasn't it? Um, yeah, in a good way. In a good way, yeah. No, I mean, I've always liked his style of football. I get it, and I I, I enjoy it personally. But um, it wasn't as naive, um, and we showed some real characters. He likes to put it, you know, and how we absorbed. And we did. I mean, Leeds and Wolves. Um, you could argue were very wasteful, but we we did weather some serious storms of. You know, I'm not going to lie. I got, you know, was watching it. And the first 15 minutes was just them hammering home for both halves, uh, Wolves, that is. And even Leeds, you know, if they they couldn't seem to finish their breakfast, not to be too cruel, but they, they really seem to struggle. But, you know, we've had two 4 nils, uh a 2 nil, um, and obviously the blip with Bournemouth where we all thought, oh, it's just, you know, we all coming back. And unfortunately, that was not the case. But now, you know, we, you know we've had two... We, you know, games on a trot, and it's, yeah, it's been really good watching us, and it's been interesting because Amate and Watfei seem to be a bit of a better pairing potentially than than Evans. Not to yeah. denigrate Evans, but I think maybe they compl- they complement each other a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I've put on the notes that you know how I've often said that Kaglas Fiancu is a far better player when playing alongside Johnny Evans. I just get this feeling that was. And Marty, it's the same when he's playing alongside Face now. He just seems to play a lot better. I think it's probably they've developed some level of trust between them. It's not the same kind of relationship, because with Evans and Soyuncu, I kind of describe them as kind of a mad attack dog and the handler. I don't get that vibe off these two. No, Soyuncu, yeah. Um, Amate doesn't quite need that, but he needs someone to cover him, doesn't he? Yeah. And he he likes to get forward, and you can tell that he, he, he was... He was raised as a, I say raised, but he was, you know, trained up as a as a pivot. So he tends to digress forward, doesn't he? And yeah. what phase is a more of a natural centre back uh, in yeah, terms of positioning. With Amati, he's never quite sure whether to step up or drop off. And a lot of goals we've criticised Amati for for dropping off when he should have tried to make the tackle, or for trying to make the tackle when he should have dropped off. I get the feeling that probably with phase alongside him. He's being given the information he needs to make that decision, probably along yeah. the lines of step in or something like that, rather than anything more nuanced. But he, I, I get the feeling he's getting that. Yeah, and I think Amate, yeah, he, he's definitely benefiting from that. And you, as you pointed out before, what phase is he's clearly got some marshalling ability. I do wonder if with him and Evans both barking orders, or that, does that become too much? Does he defer to Evans? I, I don't actually know. I, I haven't paid it that close attention. I've not noticed anything distinguishable, but maybe you got two cat. Well, you know, trying to get two captains in that back line might be a captain too many. Here's a question: Do you play Evans alongside Face? Uh, I I almost want to say, and I think this is kind of jumping ahead to the preview, but I would almost want to try Evans in a back three with Watt Faze on one side and Amate on the other. And do that to help absorb damage against um, Man City. 
Yeah. Um, especially since we're running out of pivots. Um, you know, and Diddy is injured. Um, Mendy hasn't had that much training. But so Samara's been really good. Yeah, he, Samara's been really good. I, he, you know, whilst he's not had, you know, any sort of massive man of the match appearances, he's been really consistently good. I've, I've really have enjoyed seeing him break through and kind of be the player we were expecting last season. So it's kind of a bit like a, a, a new signing, um, even if it is a bit inadvertent. Um, yeah. He's been really good. And yeah, he was brilliant in Leeds. And you can see the work. And I thought I like is he can, break, he can carry the ball and pass it forward. He just adds that bit more than Diddy does. I know he's yeah. probably gets, but he'll learn the physicality of the game, much like I've said about Dak. And I think after about a year of you know being beaten around in the Premier League, I think he'll get. He's, he's, a, he's a naturally big fella, isn't he? So he'll he'll get there. He'll, yeah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he's not quite the midfield destroyer that NDD is when he's on form. No, but Ndidi, I think where Ndidi is really good at kind of holding that front, I'd actually prefer Ndidi. If we're going to do a bat four, I'd prefer Ndidi in front of that bat four against the likes yeah. of Man City because he will just kill off um, uh, sort of attacks and stuff. And he is good at that and he will then just shuffle it back into someone. But um, yeah, he, yeah, Samari adds a bit more and he lets us kind of press games. I think more. He he really kind of carried that ball and yeah, provided a pass option to Madison and Tielemans, who often were kind of a sort of very faint chain through through the midfield. And now we've got like this clear third option, and and also Dewsbury Hall and Tielemans, and then Madison floating in in the centre. I mean, you've got quite a, a formidable midfield and a, an attack as we as yeah. we learned. We've been scoring away. We now we surpass goals and versus Chelsea and Man United now. If I well, I mean, directly. we've been scoring fairly well. Just before we move on to the attack, it's like mm. a couple of uh, a couple of things I just want to talk about. Still with the defence, uh, we've now kept three consecutive clean sheets. We what? haven't conceded in two hundred and eighty-nine minutes. Right, three it's been games. A glorious two hundred and eighty-nine minutes. I'll tell you something for nothing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's three games and nineteen minutes for those who prefer sensible times. And this is this run of games has put. Danny Ward up to the equal third, it must be said, um, on the clean sheet list. Four clean sheets. He's only one behind the top two goalkeepers in the league. I think Edison. Is, it, is Ed Pope and, and Edison? Allison. Yeah. No, it's Edison and Allison. Are the... Oh, sorry, no. It is Pope. Pope. I don't know. Let me look, let me look at this list. We're going to put money Good on question. this. Where is Pope? I don't he should see be him. in Newcastle. Oh, yeah, sorry. I scrolled up far enough to see the number one on the list. Saw Edison there, <laughs> and didn't, and then stopped scrolling up. Yeah, it's Nick Pope and Edison have five clean sheets, then yeah. a whole bunch of goalkeepers. To be fair, have four: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight goalkeepers on four clean sheets. One of whom is Danny Ward, very much putting in a good claim, I think, to be the goalkeeper of choice for Wales at the World Cup. I think. Yeah, hopefully so. I know, obviously, we had that, but I think, don't get me wrong, there are things he did wrong. Um, I think during the Bournemouth game, he did a bit of a weird save and stuff, yeah. but he, he's looking more confident. As I said um, last time, you could see he was, you know, one of the silver liners. He's starting to command that back line. He's starting to marshal it. He's getting that confidence, and he's there, and he, he's clearly quite spirited, and Obviously, you know, and people. I, one thing that annoyed me is I know he kind of wasn't truly tested against Leeds. There was, but you know, that one shot could have been a huge difference between a round yeah. and that. And you know, whilst it was one save, it was a crucial save. It could have been, you know, it was between the legs. It was at fast speed, and he reacted. And you know, I don't know. This is where, like, I feel like goalkeepers don't get enough credit versus. You know, they often get a lot of the stick for for a lot well, of other failings as we're, well. We're both goalkeepers, aren't we? So we'd say we that. are a little bit simple. We're a bit goalkeeper <laughs> union here, so it's a bit probably a bit biased. But so yeah, something I think Face has been doing is that when you see a little mix up between the defence and it gets sorted out, whereas before you might see the two players involved like have a bit of a go at each other. Now it's come to, and I and I've seen Face. I'm sure instigate this. Like, there's a little mix-up between Amati and Ward in one of the last three games, which got sorted mm. out. Ward got it cleared, and then Face trots over and basically says to 
says to Ward, good job, and pats her on the back or whatever. I'm kind of implying a lot, with reading a lot of implied body language here. Yeah, and then and then gives a fist bump to a Marty to say, like, Look, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, we've got you covered. And then based on that, Ward and Amati kind of like fist bump each other. And that's a big difference to the two of them yelling at each other, then turning around going, oh, fuck off in unison against, I can't remember which match that was, Brighton maybe? That was in Diddy, uh, I that think. That was in Diddy. Even, even in Diddy, yeah, kind of a, yeah, almost threw down against each other because he gave him a bit of a wild back pass and, you know, and Ward's touch was a bit poor. And it, yeah, it was just, it was just a comedy of errors, really. But, you know, talking about, you know, with or without phase, um, as per the match of the day analysis, with him, we've won 1.7 points per game. Mm-hmm. We've only had eight goals against, two losses, one draw, and three wins. Three wins, one draw, and two losses. I mean, that kind of ratio, you're talking easily happily yeah. mid table. Yeah, that's even upper mid table, isn't it? Yeah, that's Almost top 10. Result. Top 10 would be a massive accomplishment for us. And it's doable. We, we just are. need yeah. to. As I've been saying, I was listening to Totally Football podcast earlier today, and they um, they were talking about how there's like four points in the entire top ten. Yeah, you know, you can eat, and it's all going to be, it's all going to be, you know, it's always early season silliness, isn't it, with all this yeah. stuff? In October, November, and now we're getting to November, December, and I know it's going to be a bit of a weird November, but this is where things are going to break up and it's going to be interesting because obviously a lot of the top six sides are going to have a lot of internationals go we're going to have a few ourselves but there's going to be a yeah. lot of internationals it's going to be ripe for the pickings after that um the only thing that we that's going to be unmerciful to the league is halland gets the rest for the world cup so everyone gets a face of fresh <laughs> halland after, after christmas a little bit there but yeah one thing that I want to ask you about, Danny Ward, is do you get the feeling that Ward understands Amati's tendency to give not the best back pass a bit better than Schmeichel? A little bit. I think well, Ward is more comfortable in his feet and he comes off his line. He's been really good at claims in the air and stuff, but more to your point, yeah, I, you know, as, as I've said before, we might, you know, it's because I play goalkeeper and they've switched the teams around a bit. I'm starting to get used to my new defenders, but you kind of, like, if you've got a defender who's really sloppy, but you kind of know what he's going to do. It's easy to to adjust for it. So even, you know, I, there's one fellow who always seemed to block, and it was basically just a shot on goal the way he used to block. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what it was about, but you. he would usually deflect it. So I'd be like, I've got it, and you know, keeper, and then somehow he'd still manage to hit it, and then I've always be found flying in the other direction. Um, I always find it's forward players who come back who are the worst for this. But anyways, you do start getting used to it. And I do, to your, you know, to your question, I think Ward is probably getting used to it. He will expect it, um, especially since it's now stable. And this is why it's so important to have a stable back line and goalkeepers. Because yeah. this is where you need to stay focused. And if one person doesn't know what the other is doing, you get a massive hole. You get a massive hole. You get punished in this league. You really do. And yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think Ward is getting understanding. And I think... You know, as you said, what well, I didn't notice, but I think of what phase is kind of been at. He's been a good, he's been a good subtle leader. He's not doing the, the barking. He's like, all right, lads, it's just all calm down. You're doing, you're yeah. both doing good. Let's, let's just keep our heads, yeah? And that is keeping it is. Because I can imagine I, Ward would be losing it if he kept getting sloppy bat passes and no real yeah. reconciliation over it. <laughs> it's the thing with Ward is there's been quite a few back passes that have been mm. a bit dodgy where like i could just picture last season schmeichel yelling no and then trying to trust himself to save the 1v1 whereas now i'm seeing ward come out and just smash him clear and he like he starts coming off his line almost i'm sure maybe this is me imagining it before the back passes even come because he's just like oh he's not gonna hit that with enough on it yeah with phase his decision making with phase has been good so often, like I can't remember which game it was. There's was, there was one where they were sort of showing how he on match of the day, how he did mm. a really good job of like tracking back, not committing himself to the tackle, but just positioning himself to stop the pass in field until cover arrived, and then he makes the tackle. And there was a moment in the Wolves game where he was like running back for a ball, and I was fully expecting the pass back to the goalkeeper as well as a couple of attackers were, I think, because they were starting to cut that pass off. And he backheeled it back to the midfields and suddenly made three attackers from Wolves look rather silly and out of place. 
and it's his decision making that's good decision making seems to be rubbing off on the rest of the team yeah I think just having that confidence I mean going into the Wolves game I mean like I said it, it we were under siege for the first what 15 minutes I say oh, well. probably give or take a, it, it, I was you know I was having to watch it from uh, well not watch it but I'm having behind to listen to sofa. it on the radio well <laughs> I had to listen to it behind the sofa yeah I was I had it in the background and I, I I was just like oh my god and it was another shot and another shot and another shot yeah it just it just felt like they're really hammering us home, but then Telemans and that fucking wonder goal really just just nailed it, didn't he? Um, yeah, just really nailed it. And then Barnes is still on form. I think he he's been brilliant. He's he's like scoring against Leeds. I think he's yet to not score against Leeds. He scored some brilliant yeah. ones against him as well, hasn't he? Shall we do a quick? Um, now we've talked about the defense. I think for yeah. for. I, I don't think everyone at home will forgive us for kind of waxing lyrical about the defence a bit longer than we should. We scored six goals in these last two games, right? We should Absolutely. go over the goals a little bit, shouldn't we? So, should we go through them in order? Like, con- chronological yeah. order? Absolutely, yeah. And I think, in let's, you know, and we've been a bit waxed lyrical about the defence, but because of that defence, we've able been to do what we do best, and that is attack to attack. more confidently, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so against Leeds, oh, we had Madison away for this game because he got suspended. We were a bit worried, and I, I do remember saying something like, "I wonder if there'll be an option on the right that mm. will make us look good." Anyway, and I sort of, I think, feel was proved right a bit. Was he put Dennis Pratt on the right? Yeah, and no, Dennis Pratt is, was match, brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. After the match, you know, yeah, we didn't have Madison being the threat in the middle like he often is. We didn't have that hole on the right that tends to get left when. That's who we sacrifice. We sacrifice a right winger to play Madison. Yeah. Um, and we looked a lot more balanced in attack. And Pratt, uh, I think, was it his cross that set up the the first goal? Which I think morally is a Pratt assist Barnes goal, even though it was turned in by I think it was Koch, the defender, the Leeds defender. Yeah. He and he he wasn't having a great one. He he was getting turned around and panicking, wasn't he? He got hooked off at half time. He did, and I, you know, just from seeing in Leeds and how they played against Fulham, and I have, a, I, I have friends with someone who's a Leeds fan. It, it's been a frustrating. They're kind of going through the same thing we were going through. Their defense is just, yeah, just Swiss cheese at the minute, and you know, and that's not to discredit what we've done, but it gave us the confidence to do it. But um, you know, Pratt looked amazing. It, it was one of these things like, how do we squeeze him in? Can I get twelve men on this pitch? He, he is, he's a good player, isn't he? And yeah, he, he, he kind of reminded us of that in these last two games. Yeah, and I do think having that person, like, because he he balances Barnes. We're not just a left-sided attack team anymore because we've got that threat on the right. So, yeah, I say morally a Barnes goal because I think if Koch doesn't touch that, Barnes is putting it away. Um, But he did get his second goal. And could I just say, I think my favourite goal of the season in all the Premier League so far. Really? The Barnes goal? Against Leeds. It was a very work, it's well worked goal. I think if you appreciate like a well, a teamwork goal, it was very good. It was very fit, and it just, it just put all of them on his ass and, and uh, all of them on their asses, and it was good. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was One enjoyable. Touch football has a special place in my heart, and I think it was was it Telemans puts it up to Castagna, who runs onto it. One touch up to Pratt, who has to make a bit of a slide tackle. It's not the neatest thing, but he gets one touch on it to put it inside to Vardy who I think was expected to shoot along with because like four Leeds defenders went and surrounded him but Vardy just takes a one touch back heel to KDH Kin and Dewsbury Hall who does one touch off to Barnes who takes one shot touch to score like just over half our team one touch yeah, three I mean, that... three Englishmen <laughs> I mean it's the most Leicester goal I've ever heard it, it, but it was good and this is where Vardy's experience has been really good and you know, yeah. players like him. I mean, he's in his thirties. He, he he plays as a, as a as a proper you know striker. You know, an old school number nine. And yeah, but he's still just so unselfish. You know, he he's obviously yeah. he's been on the precipice. He was a bit funny. I was thinking about this. He was on the precipice for what was it, a hundred and fifty career goals or uh, Leicester goals, and it just seemed to take forever to get to one hundred and fifty. But oh, it's got to be the next game and the next game, and it felt yeah. like it was. I can't remember. Quite a few games. And now we've had the same thing with him on the 100. So I'm hoping... Yeah, 100 this, after 30. I think he gets a bit of hoodoo when it gets to a significant milestone. I don't know if it's just Maybe. coincidence or there's something... You know, there was an interesting interview that Rob Tanner did where 
he he tries to downplay he's very modest in in a way which is kind of weird when you think about how he is on the pitch and how he was very much winding up the wolves fans if you saw that oh um, yeah the, the howling and his usual and i think he didn't imply they smelled um <laughs> but, uh, but um we'll, we'll bypass whatever vardy's antics may or may have not been but um shithousery aside he yeah he he really um you know when he got into that and he got that goal and now i'm hoping that he now gets into a run of form and that will be immense and like i said he's still yeah. got that experience where i think daka and not in a mean way or even against him was just would be more selfish but Rogers yeah. is good about getting them to all play together, but I think Dak is still, yeah, and like, hopefully, yeah. very unselfish in the past as well. I'm he trying has. to remember which goal it was. It was a goal where he, he had like a reasonably straightforward shot, but he laid it off to Madison to give Madison an open goal. Yeah. And I remember noting Madison returned the favour to Dak at some point in the game where Dak scored four. Um, Oh, that one, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Moscow, Spartak Moscow, yeah. yeah. Uh, God, we can Hello. play them again. No. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, on to the, after that we move on to the goals we scored against Wolves, there's plenty of these. Tielemans. Tielemans, another, oh my God. Another goal of the month contender. What a thunder bastard of a fucking shot. I mean... I, I've I've noticed in other areas and other substances, people just people just talking about it. I think there's a few people who just like just need to see the Tielemans go. Like, what a what a hit! I yeah. mean, and then that, I mean the thing. There was something magical say about it. That is it. It was such a hit. I mean, there was not. It was nothing. It was just a bit out of nowhere as well. It was just. It was yeah. really to run the form. It was a bit of a oh, it's been it's been cleared, and then he just takes it and. Everyone... I think it was our first significant attack of the game as well. It was. It was. It, and and like, yeah, go on. It wasn't a great free kick by Madison. No. He does that thing that he sometimes does, hits the first man, gets headed yeah. out, and smashed back in on the volley. Um, I loved Madison's reaction to it. Yes, I mean, yeah, I think... I mean, it was just wild, wasn't it? The whole... that, But they, that really set us up and I think that made you know mm. took the pressure off that took that real steam off because that could have been a long 45 minutes I think we would have weathered it but I think it could have this we were predicting what nil nil I think you said one all to, to kind of diversify but we it felt like it was a draw written all over it yeah you know one team that can't defend versus one team that can't score <laughs> kind of thing um, but no, they, um, we, I got happily proven wrong on both games. And, you know, I said those clean sheets cannot be understated. I think but more from a moral point, especially going into the Man City game, it's going to be really good to know that we have that kind of, um, <laughs> that industry to, 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 in defense. But going back into, not laying back into that, but in the attack, though, I mean, we could be nicking one against Man City, but, you know, yeah, Tielemans, he was, what a wonder goal. Barnes, yeah, yeah. another well worked goal. Yeah, Barnes had a really nice goal. Um, wonderful little assist and like I love those little one-twos that he's seems to have got so adept at running absolutely and they you got that and then you know you kind of reminded me of the goal you know Tielemans reminded me of that Brentford goal he always seems to produce like some magical goal per season doesn't he just some thunder goal um Um, Dewsbury Hall was I think you know a bit of an undersung you know not an unspoken hero, but he was kind of a understated. Uh, but he was still incredibly potent in in our midfield as well. His industry yeah. is unreal. I you I just watch him go back and forth and back and forth. He he's he's an absolute engine in that midfield. He constantly he's just doing a lot of legwork. That let's be honest, Tielemans doesn't really do. Tielemans sometimes <laughs> I love Tielemans. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes he does play like he's in a five aside or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, he kind of, yeah, he kind of just, you can see he, he, and he also, you can see he, he struggles to get to that 90 minutes, but he also does play every game we play, more or less. Yeah. But um, Barnes was a good goal. Madison was, again, another good team goal as well. Um, yeah. I mean, he oh, kind he of got it. Assist. Yeah, he passed it back and a bit of an eye of a needle one straight, you know, again, just the third shot and goal, third goal. It was just mental. As you go, again, not hearing us attack and saying, we've scored. It was just weird. It was great, but it was also weird. <laughs> yeah, I was caught a bit by surprise by that one, I'm going to be honest. Um, it was kind of a... I think at that point, at that point, I was like, right, we're definitely winning this now, because I wasn't entirely confident. Even though 
Wolves were kind of that team. That, it's one of those things people have said, if you look at the match stats, apart from goals, Wolves won it. You know, they had more possession, they had a better XG, they had loads more shots, etc., etc. Yes. But I never felt like they were gonna score. No, there wasn't a lot of conviction. There was a lot of there was a lot of trying, and this isn't a, yeah. you know. And I, I, for me, it felt like they were clearly missing a striker, and they were missing Jimenez, which is something I said for the preview, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, Jimenez was a them, massive hole up front. They had like one good chance where James Justin stood in the way. Um, apparently, just accidentally blocked a, a shot from. Is it Diego Costa? Yes. I'm, a few people were wondering if he was going to kick off against Valdea. We didn't get a reenactment. Oh, of that, that would have been something to see. That would I, have been... I, uh, I, read, I read... I was listening to the Totally Football podcast on my walk um, walk home. Mm. And they commented that um, they've kind of got the Wish version of Costa. <laughs> yes. Um, in that he's kind of like... Still got all the pantomime villain, but none of the actual footballing ability. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them said it's like it was less of a performance of footballer and more an audition to play Captain Hook at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. <laughs> I was just like, oh dear. Um, oh my words. But yes, and of course, Vardy gets his goal. Um, I think a fairly simple finish by his standards, but I one thing I like is that. We got 2 0 up and didn't sub on a bunch of defenders and try and sit back. We got 2 0 up and said, right, let's push for three and four. That's a really nice change from earlier on this season. Absolutely. And um, yeah, no, it's good. And like I said, it was good to see. Uh, um, obviously, he was caught having his standard Red Bull. It was, you know, yep. you've got football fucking heritage on TV, people. You need to appreciate it whilst it's still there. And he he, he banged in a fucking Red Bull and about, what, 10... No, sorry, 20 minutes later, he, he, he scores, or just under 20 minutes later, he scores and he gets yeah. an assist after 50 minutes, you know, or five minutes. You know, just... Yeah, and he's back to it. I do think this will give him a bit of vigour, and I think it'd be interesting. We've got Mr... He's either the only one or the second one to get two hat-tricks against a Pep Guardiola side. So... He does have a pension for scoring yeah. against Man City, mostly because they give him acres of space. Um, yeah. Although, <laughs> which will yeah be interesting. Before we get too much into Man City game, shall, shall we talk mm. about the women's team for a little bit? Absolutely, yeah. It's just and then we'll return to Man City. So they yeah. played Manchester United uh, in the Women's Super League. They did. So I mean, yeah. So in in this, yeah. So they played Man United at home against in front of a record crowd of I think it was four thousand seven. And seven people in the King Power, so big, big turnout for for the women's team. So it was great to hear, and Blue Army really got behind them, and you could hear it when you mm. when you watch here. But um, just it, it wasn't the pummeling that I thought. We, I think I, yeah. I think I said three nil. We were um, both talking like three or four nil, and so saying we hope we get a goal to ease the pummeling. Yeah, um, was it Nikita? She she apparently she scored and. You know, it was. It could have been. We weren't. It didn't seem that bad. Um, it was kind of like an inevitable goal. It was. They just. They put a lot of work into it. But we did threaten goal. Ava Baker came on. She got her first debut. You know, she's a yeah. Home. She's a Leicester girl through and through. Um, she got a good chance. Good win. I think got a good chance as well. But yeah, just just need to be clinical. And as I said to you, I we just need to score. We need to score that goal. Us yeah. and Reading both just have not scored. It's just, yeah, we need, you know, if there is a, I, I need to look this up, but I think there's a transfer window that's very similar to the, to the men's as well. We need to look at attackers. We, or do we need to get service into Natasha Flint, who, who did play and, and was subbed off, but she kind of is playing a bit more centrally. But yeah, maybe, I don't know, if I, like I said before, I'd like to see Lydia Bedford try and move people like more into midfield. I, I think we get, we get destroyed on the transition, but maybe we just don't have, Someone who's that natural transition of it, a kind of almost um, uh, Madison type who can just turn it around, or even Tielemans. We need a, yeah. We, we need to look at midfield. I know Bedford bought a lot of defenders, and it almost feels like if we have a good defense, then we can just rely on a tap. But and we we do weather storms. You know, we had the Chelsea game last year, which you know we weathered was it tons of shots, and then Man United 
you know, they they got a fair few shots off, and we still managed to keep out, you know, keep it to only one goal. But and level did a really, he had a tremendous save at one point. I can't remember who took the shot, but yeah, a tremendous save from her. But yeah, just frustrating. Lots of really soft balls are easy easy to deal with. Not really testing the keeper. We need to we need to do better, and I'm, I'm sure Lydia will will know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say so that's fairly similar to my notes. I mean, I wasn't able to watch the full match. I watched the highlights. The yeah. highlights didn't make us look too bad. They kind of showed we had some decent opportunities that we didn't put away. Like the, the end product wasn't quite there. Yeah, the shot wasn't hit with enough venom or placed well enough, and it's just that's the kind of thing that'll hurt you. We clearly defended pretty well, but yeah. Unfortunately, the thing is, I guess um, the match against Man United, you're not budgeting to get points, um, or not yet. We're yeah. not. No, um, and I think you know, but I think they would have tried. I don't think they would have gone there to lose, obviously, but they they definitely oh, yeah. put a shift in, and it's going to be interesting because they're going to they're going to need to find that scoring form, aren't they? Um, yeah, with, with the critical hold, matches coming up, if we can hold teams like Manchester United down to one goal, hmm. then with any luck if we can keep that sort of thing going then when we do start to find goals those goals will turn into points right because the men's team have had the opposite problem they haven't had problems scoring but when you're conceding too many goals those goals are pointless that you score literally and that you get zero points Mm. and if we're holding teams down to one goal then if we score we're at least getting at least a point right absolutely so there's that's is something good to look at hopefully those goals will come um, we've got two games for the, for the women's team next week on Wednesday at 7pm so that's probably the day this comes out um, mm. we are playing in the Continental Tires Cup women's equivalent of the League Cup against Liverpool newly promoted to the Super League yeah um, we... this one has no coverage I can't I doesn't doesn't like it'll be on FA player no the, the, the FA player doesn't tend to play a lot of cup games unfortunately so yeah, you're probably going to have to do with the highlights that either come out or the match report that will inevitably come out from the website so we're just going to have to see what happens but um, of course you know this would be a good opportunity to get that scoring um, I just looked it up we actually have only scored one goal this season um, and it was against Aston Villa and we lost that game 1-2 um, yeah, yeah. And it was an own goal as well so we didn't even score that one no, yeah, you beat beat me to the punch there. So yeah, it's not great. But this is an opportunity, maybe because we did we have scored in the uh, cup, haven't we uh, already? We um, yeah against Blackburn. Yeah, which is a championship side. I'm um, kind of expected that we should be able to walk there. But I'm hoping that we do this. I I suspect Lydia will not be focusing on the cups. I think this will be a time to maybe try something different. Bleeding. I I don't expect to win. I think. She will, you know, get people in, try and see if she can that, or she might try and build confidence. I don't know. I almost would be tempted, and I see you've got noted that we've got the the midweek game whilst Reading do not. Yeah, and I think this this is one of these things where you could argue for and against it, right? You could say, yeah. oh, actually, I mean, this it's is like be a really warm-up game, isn't it? Maybe I would almost. I think we should almost treat it as a preseason game. The cup is not. We're not going to win it. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, not to be cruel. We're just not going to. It's not realistically. Priority. We're in a group with Manchester City, and we're not going to overcome that. No. So, we're, yeah, and they've, and they've they kind of broke their duck with us, didn't they? Really, they, with a four nil. But like I said, we seem to be shoring up that defence. Now we just need to find goals. Hopefully, we what we can do is we get a couple of our regular attackers and just get that confidence in scoring, even if it's maybe not against us. So it might be not a full on Liverpool side, but. Yeah, it would definitely be good just to test ourselves against a WS side, uh, you know, a women's Super League side, without the pressure of it. So I think go full peg, really just lean into it because the next game's on a Sunday, so you've got four days. That's more than enough to recover. Um, and then we really, we need to come out Reading, and I think we need at least, you know, to jump ahead of myself, we need a point, don't we? We need at least a point. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I mean, the point would put us ahead of them anyways, but yeah, at least a point. Three points would be would help cement us up, but the minute we're favourites for rele- relegation, we need to we need to start yeah. finding it because the next few games are what Arsenal, West Ham, and Chelsea. <laughs> so you know, I'm not saying you're not going to pick up points, but it's not going to be a high turnover without some sort of fluke yeah, result. Probably. I, I just went and checked on uh, the the current League Cup standings. We are apparently top of Group B at the moment. 
um, largely because Manchester City, I think, haven't played yet. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we they they have a game in hand over us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And we got a better win than Liverpool did. It's yeah. I guess whoever wins this game goes top of the group for the time being. Um, there's yes. enough motivation in that, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I, I think my take on it would be play like largely your first team. Don't go out too high intensity. I mean, I think the women's game at this level is played with a bit less physical intensity than the men's game mm. anyway. Yeah. But I think, you know, cause, also because we're not... The schedule isn't as relentless as the men's game. You can manage two games in a week. Yeah, and, and you know... These women now are now a part of professional outfit, so they should be, and they're getting all the support from the club. You know, they got the yeah. the full um, uh, Beaver Drive facilities, and I'm sure they've got the staff that support that. Um, so they've got all the backing. They just now need to use it. And I think, yeah, yeah, actually, I think now you've said it out loud. Yeah, just get our strongest eleven, get a good result, get that, use it as a confidence builder, really. Even if it is against a weaker Liverpool side who may not be taking yeah. a priority on that, they'll be probably focused on the league as well. If we can get that confidence and bounce back again and bring that momentum into the Reading game, that would be really good. And yeah, we we need to score. And I think just getting a couple goals, getting a couple goals against a Super League side, genuine goals, would be a big win for us. Yeah. I, now, I said last week I was planning to go to the Reading game. I'm in a bit of two minds about it now because I'm moving house this weekend. <laughs> So oh, right, that's, that's more than reasonable, I think. Yeah. It'd be a bit of a like. I'm also, I'm out in London on um, Saturday evening, so it's like, will I have the energy to go to that match? I don't know. I'll decide close to the time. I think. Um, yeah, the, the ready game is a proper six pointer. Um, I do hope the midweek game works in our favour. I think you know if we, I, I think if we get a good result against Liverpool, it works in our favour. And if we get a bad result against Liverpool, it works against us. That's yeah. about fair. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair analysis. I think, yeah, the momentum would be important because, uh, and I think, you know, like I said, Bedford, she is trying to turn this around. And you can see that she's shoring up things. We're not as leaky in the defence. I think we definitely learned her lessons on Man City where we're getting turned around and stuff, um, you know, out, against an out of form Man City. And then we turned mm. to a very informed United. And like I said, we only conceded the one. I consider that a good step forward um but yeah we're gonna need to go into the liverpool match and yeah hopefully you know just nick that result or and if if nothing else we need to get goals um yeah. actual goals so if we can show that we can so i think there'll be some hoodoo if we do not start scoring against super league sides i i fear that they'll be like oh can we do this can we score yeah. against because obviously they can score, but obviously the only kind of convincing game was the Blackburn game, and then obviously you know where they are on the tables. So it's like, well, best of the championship, you know. It might mean that we piss the league next year, but I'd rather stay up in the Super League. Oh yeah, you always want to stay up in the Super League, especially after the investment we've had. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's well, we're gonna have just fingers crossed on this one. I just said, you know, put our faith in in Bedford. I do sense that if she doesn't get that result against Reading. I don't, I, you know, we talk about, we, we've talked about Rogers, but I don't know. Maybe Bedford. You know, they they sat Morgan after a similar sort of run of games, and then they brought yeah. in a new manager. So I don't know if they'll do the same. There's not as plethora of managers in the women's game, but you know, and Susan Whalen is very convinced that you know having the Super League is a very strong and important part of the business model for all of the clubs. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how ruthless they're going to be on this. She doesn't have as much credit in the bank as Rogers would. Yeah, although she is very highly regarded. So, yeah. I, uh, look, I think with her, there's a much more real question of, well, who would you replace her? Yes. No, I don't know who they would do. You'd have to get someone ambitious and, and stuff. I don't know. I, just, I don't really know the market for it. I don't know if they, they maybe attract someone from the, from the men's game over, but I, I don't know. We'll, 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 in the club, we, we keep faith, but uh, I, I'm not trying to suggest like Bedford out or anything crazy like that. But No, I, I don't think but, it's Bedford out. No, I'm not quite there, but I do think she's going to need to do something a bit different. And like I said, we're getting that defence shot up, but now she needs to show that we can attack as well. Yeah, I'm sure it will come. Yeah. Shall we talk about that Man City game? That Man City game. That's coming the... up oh, in the yeah. Premier League. So I'm just going to sit back and just enjoy whatever the fuck happens. As long as we don't completely capitulate and it turns into some sort of massive drubbing, 
I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna roll with it. It's gonna be twelve thirty in high definition on BT Sport, and I'm just the ultra high definition actually. But you know what on <laughs> BT <off>. Sport? <laughs> Me and my bloody four K telly. But um, I can't get Sky Q though. But that's another matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, and I'm just gonna watch Halland see how what phase does against him. I, I don't know if if Amate's gonna is gonna pocket. Hallen, but it, I mean, it's such what a side. I mean, Man City is possible to shut it out, but I do think it's going to be. Well, Liverpool showed it's possible to shut him out. He, well, yeah. I mean, but they're not <laughs> the only ones. I think someone who else made them draw was it was it Potter's Brighton? There's yeah, um, no Brighton. Brighton didn't shut them out, but they stopped Harlan scoring. That was it. Yeah. Um, so they still lost the game. Um, yeah, this is a very different, a very different team that we're playing offensively from the last two. Um, so you oh, know, yeah. Wolves and Leeds, right? We talked about them. We said, "Hey, great, we've got clean sheets and all that." They have been struggling with attack, it's particularly Wolves, right? Wolves have scored five goals all season, whereas yeah. I think um, Harland has more hat tricks than that, doesn't he? I don't, I don't. He's, no, he's not on five hat tricks. I mean, he's got a, cut, a few now, oh, but I don't think no. he's got five. He's got, he's got three Premier League hat tricks. Oh, he's only got three. It's only yeah in October. Jesus Christ! Um, I, I don't know. Do you think? I don't think he'll get a hat trick against us. I'm a little more confident no. in us, but I do. I do. I'd be surprised if he doesn't score. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd be everyone would be surprised if he doesn't score. But yeah, so between them, Wolves and Leeds have scored 18 goals this season, right? Man City's <laughs> Erling Haaland by himself has scored 17. So he's yeah. won off the total of the two clubs we've just played by himself. Well, you know, with the support of his team, but him first. And Man City have scored 36 goals this season, which is double Wolves and Leeds total. Oh, that's a combined Wolves and Leeds total. Oh. So, so, yeah, we're against a yeah. much more potent attack this time. Yeah, I mean, but there's only seven teams that have scored more than 18 goals, and we're, we're one of them. <laughs> I mean, we're the, yeah. we're the only one in the bottom half of the table. That's for damn sad. <laughs> our, our goals for are twenty-one. If it was going by goals scored alone, we'd be above Newcastle and just below Fulham and Liverpool, which is a bit of a mad thought when you think about it. But yeah, um, but yeah, Man City. Yeah. I think that they've scored. I think the next highest total after their thirty-six is twenty-five. Just uh, it's yeah. it's a terrifying attack we're against. Let's put it that way. Their yeah, defense isn't bad either. I think the only thing about the defense is they do they do play I and mean, if you catch them out, if you catch them out, they're so exposed. But it's so rare that you catch them out. When yeah. we beat them five three, it is because they gave acres of space to us. I mean they also decide to foul people in the box. Mendy, who probably shouldn't be mentioned for various legal reasons, but Mendy when he's playing for them just decides to shoulder tackle, was it Madison and yeah. There was another foul on Vardy just, or someone else, I can't remember. There was two very... I mean, they're blatant. They weren't even, like, hidden. They were blatant attacks, and, you know, they all got a bit butthurt after that. But, yeah, yeah. real real cracker, really. And um, But, yeah, maybe we could do that. It's going to be at home. I think we do feel more... We look more confident at home, so... Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Maybe we'll pull something out the bag. I think there'll be goals on both sides. I think Bad City will so. ultimately win, but I think we'll nick one. I'll be surprised if we don't nick at least one. I'd, yeah, there's the other sort of team we do tend to score against. Um, I'm just looking over our history. You know, last season there was the Boxing Day 6 3 match. Oh, which yeah. was just mental. One, one hell of a match. I think, were we, what, 4 0 down at half time, if I remember right? Yeah, we were, and we just um, and we almost brought it all the way back. It was mental. I thought we were going to do it for a minute, and then obviously they scored. Yeah. Christ on a bike! I mean, we, but we do. We give them the heebie-jeebies, don't they? I think with Man City, I think I'm not going to quite go as far as a bogey team. Not as quite as bad as Spurs are for them. <laughs> Spurs always seems well, to find them at the wrong time, don't they? But um, yeah. We do so, so cause a lot of upsets uh, with them, don't they? Uh, our last win against them was in the 2021 Community Shield. Which uh, Does that really count? Uh, yes, it counts. Yeah, because okay, we it won, counts. it counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will accept that logic. Um, uh, our results against them historically aren't great. Although, yeah, that, that 2020 match where we beat them 5-2... 
is for me one of the highlights certainly of like watching Leicester City play yeah it was brilliant I, I mean but you also think about um, the, the title winning season that's when I was like holy shit we're gonna win that was when oh, yeah. I genuinely had a pang of oh my god we might actually do this I like I got really excited I know some people got excited after the Palace game and other things like that but hmm. you know I you know Man City and I think for a lot of people Man City was like I think this is ours you well, know and- it was that Man City game I think that was the one where for me it was like okay goes from good run of form but won't keep it up to no we can actually start believing now yeah 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 absolutely and you know I think and like I said because I think of that counter I think with this we're going to go counter attacking I think it would be some sort of I don't know if it'd be you know I'm not going to get all football manager but it'd be some sort of counter attacking one it I won't quite say it's route one but we'll definitely I think we'll definitely hang back absorb damage and everyone will be I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of man marking in the midfield just just to stop that transition because that's where Man City is so dangerous Hmm. and if you let them start penning you in and start bouncing the box around you know ball around the box rather um that and you're you just at the mercy of Haaland bullying everyone in the box that's gonna be and then even then De Bruyne can just produce a magical shot from midfield if you leave him too much space uh and then you've got Silver I mean it just all of them terrify me they're just just an insane yeah. team they're pleasure to watch when they're not playing against yeah um you were saying earlier in the pod that uh, you might, if Johnny Evans is fit, bring him back and play a back five. I think we should go going to play a three-five-two like we did towards the um, that run of games where Ian Nacho basically pulled our spire bootstraps into European positions. Um, get Ian Nacho next to Vardy, get Kasanian, um Justin up on the wings, get Evans planted between what phase and Amate, or maybe what phase in the middle of Evans on. On the left, where yeah, he's I mean, for whatever if, reason, play better for us, but he's actually on the right for Northern Ireland and for Man United and for everyone else. I mean, if Faze uh, plays, or if Amati plays best alongside Faze, then there's good reason there to put Faze in the middle, I think. Although yeah, I don't know I, how Evans does on the left. He, well, uh, he, he nat- sorry, that, I got that all mixed up. He plays on the left for, for Northern Ireland, but he tends to. He used to play on the right for us when he had sore issues. So they, there was even one weird game. I think it was a cup game where Rogers decided to switch him around, just tinkered with it because Soyuncu tends to, for Turkey and other teams, he's always played on the right, and then Evans always played on the left. And then for whatever reason, it was better the other way around for us. I, I, I don't, I don't understand enough to, to understand why that might be the case. But, um, but yeah. Um, Back three, let them absorb the damage. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see Samare. No, tell a lie in Diddy. Um, if he's fit, if not Samare, yeah. um, just Dewsbury Hall because he's a bloody. I'd pick Dewsbury Hall every game just because he's such an engine. You you just need someone yeah. to do the hard fucking work. He does it, doesn't he? Tielemans, of course, and then obviously um, Ianacho. I know that kind of excludes Madison, and there's a part yeah, of you know, was... Madison has scored against him, but I, I was going to say. Kind of, yeah. Madison's one of those players who, because the thing with Man United, uh, Man City, oh god, that's going to get me in trouble. The thing with Man <laughs> City is that they're one of those teams you just need that little bit of magic to unlock them every now and then. <sighs> and that is something that Madison can bring you. It's like when you're struggling to break them down, a player like mm. Madison can be exactly what you need. His free kicks have been amazing. Yeah, if you got a free kick in a good position. He's, yeah, he, has I mean, a, he has scored a free kick against Man City, hasn't like, he? That that's five. the thing, right? Yeah. I think you have to play Madison against them. Do you think Madison could go in a two up front, or am I being really wish-washy with that? I think that might be wishful thinking. I mean, I'd probably go as, like, was it... I don't like 5-4-1. No, or, that, that's so... That, that just that's, pens you in, just doesn't it? just feels too yeah. negative. I guess it also you... feels like it just plays into Man City's hands. You've got to, you've got to push them up front somehow. Do we play a Christmas tree against them? Four, three, two. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's Maybe. to be fair. There's worse ideas. I, yeah, and I, I've tried them out frequently on on Football Manager. It of never which works, does me. it? No, it doesn't, does it? Just just stick to the fucking four. Uh, was it? I usually go um. But yeah. Four, okay. two, three, one. But anyways, Five, three, two, uh, I think we're agreed on who the defenders should be. Midfield, you do need someone like a, you do need someone there who's can cover that back line 
like, yeah. you know, I think, you know, Samari has been filling that role. Samari would be interesting because if he if he not only just you know take the ball and then carry it up, it would it would take the pressure off a lot in a different way that in Diddy. And Diddy obviously just stymes the attack, but Samari almost he transitions it, he turns it, doesn't he? And he, he suddenly brings everyone upfield or he can start he can initiate an attack that'd be that sort of spark to, to start something um, in a way um, that Tiedemans can as well. It's that time when a player like Ndidi is really useful actually in the game where you want to like have if you want to play your pack five and you want both your wing backs to go up together, right? So you can yeah. really stretch the width and you don't want to leave your back three. You, you want someone who can still cover the back three and, and that's something Ndidi's great at. He can like slot in and cover any space if the back three have to shuffle across to cover a, a wide threat. Yeah, he, he, he he's very good at kind of reading the game and falling back, yeah. isn't he? He kind of falls He'll, back in that position, yeah. Yeah, so if, um you know, Amati has to go over and cover where Castan- the space Castagna has left, and then whoever's at mid-centre-back has to cross over to that space, then indeed he's really good at dropping into the space left there, and you don't end up with any gaps. He's He's got a great read of the game, does And I'm does, not does, sure Sumare yeah. would do that as well, as well no. as indeed he does. Oh, I do. I you know this is all speculate. I do suspect that it'll be a four three three. I think we'll have a back four like we've yeah. been having because he, he Rogers always likes a back four unless he really is gonna. I don't think he'll do a repeat of what he did for the five three, but I think he'll be that. I think he'll still get Madison up front. I think he'll get the, the usual suspects up front. I think he'll get Vardy going. Um, mm. it, uh, you know he didn't start and he does seem to be rotating between Vardy and D- Daka. Now Vardy's scoring. You know, if he's on form, you're gonna you're gonna book you're gonna bank you're gonna always back him, aren't you? Once he starts gets that, you know, score going, he he just doesn't stop, does he? But which is amazing. He's a bit unstoppable, isn't he? He is. He, he's definitely I definitely think there was some hoodoo around the the mark or something, but the, the hundred Premier League goals after thirty, which is an amazing feat really. If you think that the next one below him was um Ian Wright, you know, I think he he's the and he, Ian Wright was on like eighty one. And he had a sort of a weird tail end to his career, didn't he? But without getting too sidetracked on that, yeah. No, I think it'll be a four-three-three. I think you'll see all the usual suspects, and I think yeah, I think it could be interesting. I think it could be good. We'll have to stay focused, and if the crowd gets behind us, we could pull out something. Like you said, Madison could pull out a magical moment. Hopefully, Telemans can find another thunder bastard somewhere in the tank, and Vardy may just get that space. And if he gets that space, I back him to score. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be one of those games where I think Vardy will score. Um, I'd love to see Daka get a goal against them as well. That's the thing, we've got threats. We, this is one of those games where it doesn't feel out of reach to win, no. maybe just because we've done it in not that long ago, but it feels very long odds. <laughs> I think the only thing that goes against us is Haaland is such a machine, and I don't know how we're going to fucking contain him. You know, I just, just such an animal. I've been watching him, and there are very few people I've ever seen get pushed, you know, push Van Dyke aside. I, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think Van Dyke managed him, but I mean, he, Van Dyke looked like he was getting bullied around, and like I said, I've rarely ever seen him get bullied around, and you got this sort of generational talent who is just an absolute unit of a human being. You know what um, I'd do if I was against Harlan to try and beat him? Mm-hmm. Every time there's a dead ball and he's not looking, I try and like tie his shoelaces together. <laughs> this, I this think that's rich. probably the only way. <laughs> that's probably the only way to stop him scoring. Tie his shoelaces together when he's not looking. This is this is turning into a bit of Roadrunner, isn't it? With tight yeah. shoes, paint paint a goal on the <laughs> on the other side, like just slightly to the right of the goal. Just really <laughs> test his intelligence. <laughs> um, well, but... <laughs> oh, he's he's smart. He'd notice, but I am enjoying the image of a striker like whacking the ball against there and just going, like, "Nope, that's not the goal." Roadrunner style. So that's you know, with Roadrunner, you know the referee'd give it anyway, and then the lava, <laughs> and then someone would order some dynamite from Acme, and it'd blow them up instead of the target, and it all goes wrong. Yeah, the only shots being done would be Yosemite Sam. Yeah, yeah, but da- Daffy Duck is at the fourth official. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, uh, yeah, I'm sure it just get there should be something like an actual hole in the middle of the the filbert way. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Oh and God. on that note, should we say, yeah, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Yeah, that. uh, there's, there's what's this? I can't remember the pig's name. Uh, <laughs> Porky Pig. Porky Pig. This is the important stuff. I'm sure everyone logged in, went in listening to this, hoping to hear all the Looney Tunes mentioned. Um, you know, Tweety, Tweety Bird in goal, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Tweety Pie. You know, my, one of my favourite um, dumbass t-shirts I have is Pinky and the Brain dressed as Luke's, uh, not Luke's guy, Darth Vader and the Emperor in Star Wars. Amazing. Um, I was always a big Pinky and the Brain fan. I For me, it was Animaniacs, but I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the all the stuff about Animaniacs and stuff they clearly should have cut out for a kids' show? Yes, yes. We've completely got off track, but yes, I have. We have. <laughs> it's because it's that's how wild this game is. But I think this game, we're just going to have to go and enjoy it. The only thing I will be annoyed about is if we just completely roll over and we lose all energy and stuff. I want to see us fight. Um, and just to kind of anticipate your next question, I think my, my view is that we'll probably... It'll be like a... 3-1 defeat. Yeah, something like that, I imagine. That's, that's what I'm like. mentally preparing myself for, is like a 3-1 defeat. You know I think we'll I'm nick imagining. one, but yeah. What? Yeah. A remake of Space Jam, but it's football, and uh, <laughs> it's Man City are the... Monsters. The, the, yeah, the, 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 the monsters. I can't remember. It's, yeah, Man uh, City. Oh, you know what? I can very much picture Erling Haaland. If he gets that picture and going, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> he seems to, <laughs> he seems to have a good sense of humour about him. I do. What what annoys me most about him is that I do just genuinely quite like him. I, I, he, yeah. he's, he's he's a brilliant player. He's quite funny. Um, he yeah. He's also just a bit of a you know going to like if we're going to go to Looney Tune antics. There's been a few videos where he's a bit he gets a bit goofy around women, doesn't he? I wonder if you just get a good looking blonde. <laughs> <laughs> just to make us really sexy. It's just he is kinda... a good-looking blonde. I, yeah, he, you know, he, he was it. You, you always like a mirror of yourself or something, but <laughs> um, I don't know. But there, there was a video of like the fitness coach at Dortmund that was viral years ago of him getting all like ridiculous. She just rolls with it, but like. <laughs> And that's only because he's a, a massive footballer. If I pulled that stuff off, that that conversation definitely would have began with F and ended in off. Like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, that's just from your wife. Um, <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. You know, um, especially after how Spurs played yesterday. One of my favorite um, sports stars flirting videos is if you look at, I think it's Lee McKenzie is one of the co- she does coverage for Formula One, right? And yeah. Sebastian Vettel used to greatly enjoy like just flirting with her and watching her get really bashful really amazing because oh, no, you know what that so i think that, i think yeah no i think i remember that yeah god i think one of Jesus. my absolute favorites they did lately was when uh, he got drive of the day and so she went on so she she got to go on the team radio to tell him on the cool down lap hey sev you're driver of the day and he's like hey who did you get? How did you get my number? Does my wife know? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, <we're... laughs> uh, that's quite funny, actually. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I like that. They, um, yeah, is it? But yeah, I yes, like I said, I think just enjoy the game. I think it'd be some good football. I think we should just show up and do what we need to do. Um, yeah, if we get a win, that'd be amazing. If they get a clean sheet, there's someone on the sub who said they're going to buy ward shirts. So I expect to see someone posting that shirt on the red uh, subreddit. But yes, um, I, yeah, I, I remember seeing that post. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but it would be interesting to see and hopefully pretty good. Yeah, but... it's it's one that I'm expecting to lose, but I want to see us if we do lose, lose bravely, you know, and give yeah. ourselves the best opportunity to win. Um, yeah, absolutely. We have Everton the week after that. So, That's going to be an know. interesting one. They don't tend to concede, and we tend to score a lot. Yeah. So um, that has a that's a, that also has a smack of revenge of grey there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Well, I think uh, now we really are getting on ahead of ourselves. That's next oh, week. Yeah, uh, so I, I think let's say 
Lunar True Lunatic style. That's all, folks, for this week. Thank you for joining me, Madlock. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. And uh, next week, we'll review this match, review the Continental Cup games in Liverpool and the Women's Super League match against Reading. And then we'll have a look at playing Arsenal in the Super League, just that scary, and Everton in the Premier League. Have yourselves a good week and goodbye. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> next week, we'll do wacky races. <laughs> Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier. It also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Like I would like to see us almost do like a three-five-three sort of thing where um, we kind of get kissed. Hang on, sorry. Can you run that formation past? So three again? in the back with obviously with wing backs yeah. and three. So yes, yeah, a five-three-three or three-five-three, whatever. However you want to organize it, but basically, sorry. Hang on. How many players are we? Oh, playing? For bollocks! Two. Sorry. <laughs> I can I cut that. <laughs>